You ask, we answer. Welcome to Can This Marriage Be Saved, where we go up against common relationship problems and help you determine if this relationship should stay or go. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to another podcast episode. Today, we're going to talk about something that we've never really talked with you about, and that is the idea of having fun. Fun is a loaded topic, and I didn't really fully realize this until one day we happened to be in an amusement park, and my oldest child was going gaga over the littlest you know, piece of merchandise that the park was promoting. So she wanted the headbands and she wanted the shoes and she wanted the, you know, the lay and the skirt and everything. And I just felt so tense inside because I felt, what is this? This is such a waste of time. This is such a waste of money. We were in Disney world and everything was expensive. And I just thought she's so into it, but like, it's such a waste. And I remember cringing kind of the whole time with her excitement about it. And I realized that everybody has a different childhood experience with fun. And I never had a good experience with childhood fun. Every time my parents ever took us on vacation or anything, a road trip, whatever, it always ended up with fighting and arguing. So it was always kind of an awful experience. And for so many years, you know, our little family would try to plan something fun to do on Sundays and I just couldn't stand it. So we're here to talk with you today about maybe what your experience with fun may have been. And Shlomo, did you want to say more on that? Well, it's funny when you mentioned that story, because I know that story. I remember when it happened. I remember your revelation. And I just, right now, didn't want to think about it until now, that a memory that I have when we first got married and we went on, I wouldn't call it, what, well, it was like our honeymoon, so to speak. It was a, a year afterwards. We went to California, went to SeaWorld. And I got a Shamu whale, <laughs> like one of those like stuffed whales. And you were just like so mad at me and thought it was so like ridiculous. I, and, like, I was? What? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I just thought like, what's the big deal? Like, I just thought it was cute. And like, you know, remind us of our, our, our vacation together. Oh, that's so and then, And now I'm thinking that that must have been it's the same thing that you just said some. Yeah, so that's interesting. I'm right? sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, because I, you know, my parents took us places a lot, and we had lots of we had lots of fun, and we enjoyed going on trips and going to you know special places. And I don't ever remember seeing my parents fight um, on on trips about anything really. Yes. Yeah, so so I have good memories. So that makes it a lot easier for me. Like sometimes I'll just take the kids out. By myself somewhere, even though I'm not like the funnest person, I don't like to go on roller coasters. So I have my own fears about that. But just in general, like going place, going to do new places, going together as a family, and like you know, I think it's nice. So it's good for you to know this because once I realized this, and then actually we learned more about this in our Imago training for the marriage retreat that we do, there is an actual presentation section on fun that we teach and model for the couples. And it's just allowed me to really explore this in my own childhood and understand and have a little bit of compassion for myself as well, remembering those times. So that way, when we do try to have fun, it doesn't have to be as you know torturous. So we wanted to share that with you. And I guess take a moment if you're listening to go back and maybe you might want to write this down later, but think of some of the family trips that you took with your parents or your caregivers growing up. And what were they like? Were they pleasant? Were they uncomfortable? Were they tense? 
Were they wonderful? You know, what, what happened on them? Is there a specific memory that you have? And if you feel like sharing this information with your partner, you can. If it's going to blow up into something, you know, uncomfortable, then don't feel like you need to. Um, you know, but maybe say to them, you know, honey, I was thinking a little bit about my childhood and I remembered an experience. Could I make a time to share it with you? Because I'd love to do that with you, you know, and you don't have to respond or you don't have to answer it or try to fix it. I just want you to hear it so I can really feel heard. And by hearing it, you know, I'd love for you to repeat back to me what I've said, you know, something Unless like that. Unless I'll get you in trouble. Unless, right. Yeah. Unless you're not there yet, which is totally fine too. Um, you know, that is kind of like the, that's the Imago dialogue in a nutshell that, that we would do when we want to speak to our partner about something um, and be reflected back. And I, I think that having fun, it's one of the hardest things for couples. It's really easy for couples to get angry at each other and yell and scream, but to have fun or to even, I'm just thinking about some of the activities that we do in our workshop and or that we the, the group retreat or a private retreat. And couples are just very uneasy when I, we have them make a list of fun to have together. It's hard for them to do that a lot of times or to even just like kind of let loose and express how they feel for each other in a positive way. It's just, it's really difficult. It's like we're these adults that are the weight of the world on our shoulders and we can't even kind of get attach ourselves or connect, connect ourselves back to that like inner child. So it's just very interesting to notice that. But I think that if you can have some element of that fun, it will take your relationship to a new level and bring you back to a different place, perhaps to where you were when you first met. Do you think that we're adults with the weight of our, the world of our shoulder because that's just the nature of being adult? Or do you think that's the message we got in childhood that it wasn't okay to have fun like my like I did, kind of? Well, I mean, I think there is an, there is, I think it depends on your family situation. I mean, society maybe also might say, you know, you have to be serious. You have responsibilities. You can't just, you know, do certain things. Though you have plenty of people who seem to, you know, do wild things and get jet ski or whatever it is, party, things like that. So, you know, I'm not really sure. It could be just the people who work on their relationship who are serious enough and <laughs> they have a hard time. But there are probably people who, do, you know, I think in society who do have fun. So I think it is partially kind of the message we got growing up and the socialization message that we're getting um, about whether it's appropriate. But I think it's like, also, it's like some people have fun, but they have fun with themselves as opposed to with their spouse. And I think that's also something that that needs to be done because what happens is, and we've said this before, that when couples do new things together, fun things together, it does help create a bond in a chemical way. And that is, you know, people always want to know, how can I rekindle the flame? How can I feel like we used to do way back when? And doing these type of activities together that kind of make you stretch in a positive way and going beyond your comfort zone and doing it together and sharing it together, it can build new neural connections in your brain and and that can help you feel more connected and can kind of refresh your relationship so and you're, you're talking important. about experiences that produce a belly laugh together because i know like those chemicals from a belly laugh are similar to you know other endorphins and other chemicals right that but also like you know even if you 
this isn't like a high energy fun, but even like going, taking a cooking class together or doing something different um, that can, and learning it together as your brain learns that new information and is learning it with your partner, then it can create a new bond, new level of relationship with each other. Hmm. Yeah. I know they talk about like, if God forbid you're in a terror act, you know, act of terror together with a stranger, you come out kind of bonded with a stranger, you know, how is it that people, you know, develop those connections, but it's like a chemical reaction to the, the thrill. Yeah. That thrill that you're experiencing together that yeah. makes that bond. So, yeah, so we definitely, we encourage couples to make, you know, to go to do something once a week, at least uh, you can alternate, you can, you know, you can alternate between each of you can make a list and you can alternate different items, but really to consistently have some type of fun that you have together, it can really do a lot for the relationship. And because there's, there is a lot to be, you know, that you can be, not that you should be worried about, but there's a lot, there's a lot of things that you can be worried about. There's a lot of you know circumstances of life um, just within your own personal life. I'm not even talking about the world, but in your own personal life with uh, work and kids and, and everything and just and of course your marriage if it's not if it's not doing so well there's a lot of things to be up to be worried about and tense about and it's important to have some positive experiences some fun and to lighten things up a little bit it will help you get through the challenges better and it will help you feel more connected and if you notice your resistance to having fun just think back like i mentioned before about your childhood and maybe some experiences that you know, kind of gave you messages about having fun and just notice them and be aware of them. And perhaps just that awareness, you know, to begin with will help you get back to being able to be fully alive and, and fun. And I do think I encourage you, the person who is fun challenged in the relationship, one of you is more fun challenged than the other. I would say just to take a risk and if you can and do things that you wouldn't necessarily like to do. I mean, I'm just thinking back when we went dating and I know Rifka, you're saying that you're not, the, you don't like to go on family fun, but I think that you like maybe personal fun. I not necessarily, even though I like family fun, I don't necessarily, I'm not the adventurous type to go like, I mean, I'll go whitewater rafting if you want me to, but it's not the first thing on my mind to do something like that. But I remember when we went dating, I feel like we did different things together that I wouldn't have normally done, but that's because I was, you know, excited to, to be with you and to, and to do things. So I was able to stretch. So I think there's an element of that, that it will be, it may be uncomfortable, but for the sake of the relationship, if you can kind of stretch and experience new things and do things that, you know, maybe you don't really think is so fun, like, okay, like rock climbing or like paddle boating or racquetball, or, you know, like try to try to experiencing something new and it will be good for you. Great. So we're actually going to do a parent-child dialogue, or we're going to do a dialogue where we're almost, I'm almost going back and speaking to one of my parents to kind of let him know what it was like to go on some of these trips with him. Um, And the healing power of having a dialogue with your spouse about your parent is actually quite powerful. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that, Shalman? Well, a lot of times we're basically projecting in our relationship, our parents onto our partner. So it's like I would say like you're having a relationship with not just with your spouse, but there's a whole bunch of other people in the room with you. So we want to be able to break that and 
and to be able to have a relationship with your spouse. Part of that is becoming conscious about all the other people that are getting involved. So the more that you can start realizing that and making that distinction, the more you can be in a relationship with your spouse. So I find that when we have these dialogues with couples, the they start experiencing and realizing that actually the, the issues that they're having with their parents, they're talking with their parents are the same things in their marriage. It's like they're like, wait, didn't we hear this already when you were talking about one of your marriage problems? And they see it and it's just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. This is like the same exact issue that, that you know, we've been having. Like, I'm just basically talking to you about my marriage, but I'm, and you're my, supposed to be my parent right now, you're role playing. So it's a really amazing thing. So it definitely can help you see your relationship in a whole new light. Yeah, so we're gonna sit together uh, knee to knee and look into each other's eyes while we adjust the camera to be able to record us for this mini dialogue session that we're gonna have for you. Great. Okay, so Shlomo, I'd like to make an appointment with you to talk about something from my childhood. Is now a good time? Sure. Um, I just remembered, it's funny, the kids are at an amusement park today again. <laughs> we don't go that often, but, um, but they're there again. And um, How did I get there? <laughs> with the grandparents. And I remembered, oh, our, our son was telling me how he's going to go on that really scary boat. And it just brought me right back. I remember my father used to force me as a child to go on that big boat. Sometimes that would go upside down. And I did not enjoy roller coasters or things like that. And as a child, I used to be in fear the entire way there and the entire time that we were in the park. And I'd be crying and I'd be terrified, but he would make me go on that boat. So you're saying, you said, what I heard you say was that um, because our kids are at an amusement park today, um, you kind of started to remind, it reminded you a little bit about your amusement park experience. And one of the things is that one of our children said that they're looking forward to going on this really scary boat that goes back and forth. And you remember as a child that your father forced you to go on that ride and you were terrified and he kind of made you do it. Mm -hmm. And you had to do it anyway, regardless of your feelings. Yeah, I was terrified. And I remember actually my mother having fights with him about it. But then even after they got divorced, I still was forced. My sisters and I were still forced and we'd all be crying hysterically. We uh -huh. didn't want to go and we were all forced to go on it. And it just made me think like maybe sometimes this is why I feel pressured on family trips or not even just on family trips. I have a thing where I do not like to be pressured, as you know, yes. that the littlest thing makes me feel pressured. And I, you know, this came up for me and I thought, interesting, maybe this is one of the re reasons why I don't like to be pressured by other people. So you said that you remember that your mother used to fight with him about it. And even after you got divorced, you they got divorced. Sorry. After your parents got divorced. Um, you and your sisters were forced to go on. You were terrified, and you feel like maybe this this incident reminds you of just the feeling of being pressured, and how you don't like to be pressured, and how I know that in general that it's something that you can't stand being pressured by other people to do things. Right. And you say perhaps this comes from, is rooted in your childhood, specifically in this 
issue with a boat at the amusement park. Did I get you? Yeah. Is there more? No. Anything you'd like to say to your father? Oh, what I'd like to say to my father is um, I really didn't like being forced to go on that thing. And it was disrespectful to force me as kids to go on something that we were so afraid of. So you felt disrespected as a child to be forced to go on something you didn't want to go on. Yeah. And it was completely negating like, well, you're not a person, you're a kid. So why should I listen right. to you? So it's like negating of your whole being because you're a kid. So like, why shouldn't, why should he, he listen to you? Yeah. That was kind of the theme growing up. So your theme was like your thoughts and opinions don't matter because you're a child. Right. Is there more about that? No. Okay. So just to summarize what you've said, I, I hear that Basically, you're reminded of your amusement park experience as a child and how you were forced to go on a boat and you were terrified. And it was just time and time again, you were forced. Your opinion didn't matter. It was negated. It didn't, what you, what you had to say didn't matter. Um, this is just what a common theme growing up was that you don't really matter. Your feelings don't matter. Your thoughts don't matter. And that you were pressured to do things against your will. And that explains why you said that might explain why you you react strongly whenever you're pressured to do something to someone yeah and i one deeper thing that just came up for me is that sometimes i have a need to prove my point very strongly to others right. um maybe even in a male dominated situation like a work environment and i just realized perhaps i needed to fight so hard to prove my point you know to another man is you know stems from this experience so, okay, so you said that in work-related situations, sometimes you feel like you have to prove your point very strongly, especially when it's a ma male work environment. Mm -hmm. And you feel like maybe that this is relate, relates to this childhood experience of having to like work extra hard to kind of prove your point and get your, get your point across and be heard when it wasn't. And I could see how that relates to our marriage sometimes if I'm like proving a point extra hard to you and feeling like, well, he's not going to listen to me, so I better work extra hard to prove it when that's not even you at all. That's from my father. So, and you feel like sometimes if you're trying to prove a point to me, you work extra hard because you know that you don't think I'm going to listen to it anyway. So you have to like kind of be more forceful about it. Mm -hmm. You realize it's not really me. It's coming from your childhood. Yeah. yeah. And what that looks like. When you, oh, when it looks like when I do that, um, it just seems very combative. And unnecessary like I don't need to do that I don't need to prove my worth to a man so you you feel like it seems combative when you do it like I feel like it's not natural like I have to work it's not that you're working harder like against your nature to be all tough yeah and you feel like that's not really necessary right More? no thank you so what you're saying makes sense and you make sense and um, you know, I, I imagine that I imagine it must have felt for you in that situation just very um, scary and it's not really an emotion, but I just feel a sense of like being trapped. Mm -hmm. I can imagine being on one of those when once you get on those rides, you can't get off. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's like almost like suffocated or like you know like. It was terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Sure.
So now that everybody knows how I feel about amusement parks, <laughs> you can go in. No. <laughs> you can enjoy yourself at your next family trip. And if the applies to you, great. And if it doesn't, that's good too. Um, perhaps it applies to your spouse or whatever. And if you're a parent, you can do a really good job with honoring how your children feel about fun and about rides. <laughs> um, I just realized that there's always there's always a there's always something deeper beneath the surface. Anytime there's a strong reaction, um, you could call it an illogical reaction or disproportionate reaction. There's always something deeper. I mean, even something as I would say, you know, you could say as trivial as going to have fun or going to an amusement park. They're definitely memories and it definitely affects the way that we approach it. And we approach it even in a way that might not seem related to the current situation. So just have that compassion for yourself and for your partner when you're thinking about that. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed listening to today's topic. We'll be back again to focus on another topic that is sure to help you with your marriage. For any questions or concerns, please email us at info at the marriage restoration project.com with best wishes for your relationship success.